0: Biggest day that I can remember in a very long time, certainly my lifetime, maybe in the history of these United States. uh, The overturning of Roe versus Wade is a very, very real possibility. Uh, We're going to be talking about that today. We've got Matt Clark with the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty uh, joining us to give us expert legal opinion. We've got boots on the ground in Washington, D.C. and the lovely ladies from Alabama Unfiltered joining us. You're definitely going to want to tune in. Don't miss out. Welcome, everyone, to 1819 News, the podcast. We've got an incredible episode for you today. Uh, Before we jump into anything, we got to tell you, though, uh, where to find us. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Go there, like us, subscribe, hit the bell so that you get a ding when we do new podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Tell everybody how much you love the podcast because we know you do. Also, very, very, very important is going to 1819news.com. Should be a big red button at the top that says subscribe. It's free to subscribe. We won't sell your information. And what you get in return is we deliver the paper to your inbox every single morning at 745 with all the news you need to know about Alabama, all the opinions you got to have, and all the podcasts we produce. Um, It's just like, I don't know, back in the day when a kid wrote his bike by your house and threw the newspaper out there and you went out there in your pajamas and your your slippers and picked up the paper, except you don't gotta do all that pajamas and slippers. It's right there in your inbox. So that's what we're doing for you and what we need for from you guys for us is that you you sign up and, and everyone always says, you know, eighteen nineteen news, how can we help you? We love what you're doing. Get help us get the word out. Tell your friends, tell them to subscribe, tell them to sign up. So there's that. And yeah. On to the next part of the segment, right? So as you can see, Ray isn't here. Like, if You guys have probably figured that much out. Ray's not here. Uh, he's down in Mobile probably having a much funner, funner, more fun. That's, English that's a majors? such a yeah.
1: southern. Not, sure. not a word, well, but done. it's okay. Mo
0: fun. My- <laughs> he's having way more fun than, uh, than, well, I don't know. We're about to have a blast. So I actually pity him that he's not here for this. How about that? I mean, there it is. I'm a little nervous. All right. Don't be nervous. I can see you're you're, you're doing the palm sweat thing with <sighs> your hands right now. So nervous. I gotta keep it together. Oh, oh, oh. No I don't nervous. know. This is this is a serious podcast. So um, we do have a, a a really important episode. There will be a much more serious uh, vibe in the atmosphere as we get started. Uh, as you can see, who we have here in the studio with us right now is Matt Clark, the the president, executive director, founder of Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. Matt, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. I've been a fan of this podcast ever since you launched. So
2: uh, I feel like I'm getting treated like royalty. You know, I got to be on <laughs> Amy, Beth, and Allison's podcast right. last yes. week, yours this week. I'm like, this is awesome. I love this. We need yeah.
3: Matt to have his own chair with a label, the king, right here. The king, oh, there you go. You know, <laughs> the king of law. There you Ta-da. go. I,
0: <laughs> I wish he was, was the king of law and he was the one writing the laws. We'd be in a lot that better be situation. We well, um, then obviously, as you can see, I've got the Alabama unfiltered ladies joining us as well. I thought with the, the magnitude of what's going on in our country, and our state right now, probably the biggest thing potentially, if it, if it happens, uh, the biggest thing that's ever happened in my lifetime uh, is what we're going to be discussing. No pressure. I'm seriously sweaty palms. I'm already freaking It it make me so nervous. <laughs> so but um last night I um I I got a text message no I saw it on a friend of mine's mm-hmm. Facebook page and, and it was the Politico report basically saying that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned and it was the you know basically he's saying that this document was leaked and it was the the opinion I don't know all the political you know the the judge writing speak of it all. But essentially they got the what is it the 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 opinion the mm-hmm. Yeah, you you got the right terms. You're doing good. Look at me. God, I am so smart. (laughs) Um, So they got that, and it was essentially that they have enough people in the majority, so the majority opinion, saying that uh, Roe v. Wade needs to be turned over. And so... I felt like a dog that had been chasing cars its whole life that finally caught the car and like, didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. how I it's felt great, when I saw this. Yeah. I'm like, is this real? I literally, yeah. that's I texted like <laughs> 10 people. That's why I texted him out last yep. night. Uh-huh. I'm like, Hey, hey bro, is this real? And he's like, yeah, no, I think it's real. I'm like, okay, I need you to come on the podcast.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Very short notice. Uh, and he lives down by me in the central region. He's in Prattville. I'm in Wetumpka. Uh, to everybody in Alabama, it's the same thing. and um, Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, but it's very nice down there.
3: <laughs> but we know, we're, hey, my daughter got married down there. Did y'all ride together?
0: No. No, no we did not carpool. <laughs> that would have saved money, but, so you know. Expensive. Yeah, we didn't think of that. Yeah, especially at $4 a gallon. But that's a podcast for another day. Yeah. So what does it all mean? That's I think that's the first question. What does it all mean? We're seeing this stuff. Um, I, I feel scared uh, because I have this weird core belief that's rooted deep inside of my soul not to have hope when it comes to anything political that benefits Christians and conservatives. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the last time it happened was the school choice that Senator Marsh, like there's my first clue, right? Is that Senator Marsh introduces school choice legislation. that was like the most gangster school choice legislation that's ever been Mm -hmm. introduced anywhere. Yeah. And like, I was like, nah. And then like three people texted me and they're like, no, I think it's real. And I'm like, and this little thing happened and I got hope.
1: Um.
0: And then two days later it was crushed with compromises. And then I resolved then I was never going to hope again. OK, I'm just kidding. But it's I do. Very, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, it's hopeful. very easy to get cynical in, yeah. in this business. So tell us, what does it all mean? Tell us, um, you know, what what was written in it. And then obviously it's the decision hasn't been made yet. Go from there. Tell us what that means. Sure.
2: Absolutely. So um, I took a look at the opinion and and I got to say, even though, you know, I'm not on the Supreme Court, I don't have access to what they're looking at. I mean, I'm, I'm as convinced as you can be. Uh, without having inside information that this is absolutely real, um, you know, I study Supreme Court opinions a lot, study the justices, and you know, this is either the best forgery ever or it's authentic, and I think it's authentic. Okay. Um, this, this is uh, Justice Alito wrote the opinion, and, and his his approach and and everything, how he handled the case, it's exactly how Alito would write the opinion if it was him. Um, and in addition, when big opinions get written like this, Alito is usually the guy who does the job because. He he is one of the few that that is masterful at being able to build consensus without compromising principle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why a lot of times he gets tapped to write opinions like this. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's real. And the substance of the opinion is that Roe and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which upheld Roe's you know core holding but modified its framework a little bit, were um absolutely wrongly decided. There is no right to abortion in the Constitution. And it wasn't just wrong, but it was egregiously wrong. It's it's not workable in practice. It was poorly reasoned, all that kind of stuff. And for that reason, it's time for the Supreme Court to finally overrule Roe and Casey. So that is the essence of what the opinion says. Um, as a practical matter, what this does is it returns the issue of abortion to the states. Um, it, it, you know, you really don't need to be a lawyer to... Pick up a copy of the Constitution, read it, and say, look, number one, there there is no right to abortion in here. Let me make this easy for you. All right. If, if, you know, if you look at the Constitution um, and you can find a right to abortion explicitly in there, if you can call me up, show me where it is, I'll write the first person who does that a check for $100. But it's not going to happen because it's not in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Big money, man. Yeah, yeah. And there's... <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's also nothing in the Constitution from which you can deduce a right to an abortion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for instance, uh, you know, the the Constitution doesn't say anything about, you know, the government not regulating um, Internet content, but it does say freedom of speech and it doesn't really take, you know, uh, too much brain power to realize that if the government gets involved in heavy handedly regulating the internet, that's going to cross a free speech line. Yeah. Uh, so one could say, well, what What if there's something in the constitution that you could deduce that right from, but there's nothing in there for that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the absence of anything in the constitution, the 10th amendment applies and that says, uh, the powers not delegated to the federal government, uh, you know, are, are retained by the States and by the people. So this is going to go back to the States. Um, I am one of the few there is a minority of conservative lawyers of which I'm a part um, at Tom Parker believe this Roy Moore believed this too. Good but, guys. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But there are some out there who believe that the Constitution actually requires the opposite of Roe, um, where the states can't willfully designate one class of people that can be designated to be murdered. And that's OK. But everybody else gets life protected. Um, the equal protection clause says no per, this no state shall uh, deprive any person within their jurisdiction of the equal protection of the laws so if unborn children are people um and th- that's that's the key question here and i think you know i think they are i think it's clear from science from and from scripture um then the state cannot willfully you know carve out an exception for them saying it's okay to murder these people but not everybody else the, the state's two choices are you either got to protect everybody from murder or nobody from murder those are your two constitutional mm. choices um, like I said, we're in a, I'm in a minority that believes that I think it's going to take a long time before the Supreme court or, or Congress. I think there probably has to be some enabling legislation from Congress ever gets to that point, but I'll tell you what, just overruling Roe and turning it back to the States is a heck of a lot better than what we have right now. So I am very excited about this opinion. It's, it's, it's what a lot of us signed up to go to law school for was for the chance to push for something like this one day and finally see it happen.
0: Can right. I'm uh, before, I'll let you ladies jump in here in a second, but I, I'm going to lay out my biggest fear. You guys ready? Yes. yes. This, is, this comes from that whole, you know, squishing out of hope. So m- see if this lines up with anything you guys have ever heard. This is just, this is, this is, this is, I'm being a bit hyperbolic. Well, you know, people are just traveling across state lines to get abortions now. And just think about all the money those states are making on them abortions. What we need to do is legalize abortion and regulate it and we can tax it. And that'll be, we'll put the money in education.
1: Are you talking about gambling or marijuana? And so
0: now it it's will worthless. be brought back to the States. And this is in and, and man, I'm like, it's gonna take everything out of me not to go full blown, like raging Alex Jones here. not Alex Jones on conspiracy, but the part where I'm slamming my fist down yeah, and throwing things in the sure. studio. <laughs> I'm serious. Like it 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 I mean makes me freaking irate watching how these people operate. And so um they passed this pretty, you know pretty good thing a couple years ago that basically abolishes abortion in the state of Alabama right two years ago yep Mm -hmm. and so they do that but they do that under the cover of Roe versus Wade and they know that that's not going to mean anything and they can all send out their press releases and like we're so pro-life you know my gun's bigger than his my bible's bigger than his I love Jesus and babies right and they they send out their press Mm -hmm. releases and they do their ads we're the most pro-life people ever we pass as pro-life well it doesn't mean anything it's like in the federal government, when the Republicans are in the minority in the House and Senate, those are the most conservative people you've ever seen in their life. But then all of a sudden, you give them the majority, and well, well, I mean, you know, we got to compromise and everything mm-hmm. else. So they make this really solid um, pro-choice thing where it's it's illegal to you know to 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 abort babies in Alabama, knowing that that's not going to go anywhere because of Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Now they got rid of Ro- Roe v. Wade, and now it's going to be put back in their lap. Right. And 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 I don't know. I mean, we're fixing to see how pro-life these people really are. And so maybe you can explain legally. So they get rid of Roe. Uh, we get that court injunction from that stellar judge that kills everything good. What's his name? <laughs> uh, I believe you're talking about Myra Thompson. Yes. That's, That's the one. Yes. Away. Yeah. So Steve Marshall files that you know injunction or gets rid of that whole thing. Will the default position be the bill that was passed in 2018?
2: Yes, absolutely. And and Mm -hmm. you described the procedure with with 100% accuracy. So, because Alabama is not. Yeah, 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 you're doing good. good. You're doing good. High five, me. So proud of you. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, because Alabama is not a party to the case that's in front of the Supreme Court right now, what's going to happen is if the Supreme Court throws out Roe and and rules in favor of the the state in that case, it's not going to be automatically implemented in Alabama. But because the Supreme Court decided the ultimate issue, there's no um, right to abortion in the Constitution then the case that, you know, the, the the pro-abortion advocates have brought challenging Alabama's law, which is in front of Judge Thompson right now, uh, that's going to have to be thrown out. It's not automatic. Thompson has to do it. But all Steve Marshall has to do is said, all right, Supreme Court just decided Dobbs. That kills this case. Throw it out. And he's going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, you're right. It is that then at that point back in... Uh, the hands of the legislature and, and, and think the, the executive branch of the state and uh, local law enforcement too. You know we have abortion clinics and um, I, I believe it's uh, Huntsville, um, Birmingham. I think that just got suspended. Uh, Montgomery and Mobile. And so the question is going to be: All right, now that um, Roe v. Wade is no longer a thing, and now that the law in Alabama is you can't kill these babies, do you have the guts to go after it? Do you have the guts to prosecute abortionists that continue to engage? Uh, in this practice, you know, my my, my hope is that uh, as soon as that gets lifted, the the uh, the abortionists just automatically say we're going out of business like we because we, we don't want to go to prison for the rest of our life. Yeah.
0: And they need to do what Bob Riley did to the casinos and send in the state troopers and freaking gut those places yep. and shut them down. And it's right. murder. Agreed. Like babies are murdered here. They're Agreed. killing children and this needs to stop and they will have the law on their side um and then and it'll be up to them to do what's right. And again, like that's where like I, I feel this hope welling up inside of me and then and then and then recent history shows up. Right. So i don't know, ladies.
1: I mean that's i guess over the past few years my initial reaction is to look at these things and say, okay, how are we being played? Like what what is the deeper motive in this because i just don't trust anyone like you're saying and it's so sad because it used to not be that way. Um and there's there's so many possibilities, you know, how are they going to use this for the midterms? How, how, or for the primary election mail-in ballots, you know, how quickly they got up the, the barriers at the Supreme court last night. You know, Mm -hmm. it's almost, I I just have to go, what's, what's the main agenda here. And I hope it's pure. I hope it's right. I I hope with these Supreme court justices that they're actually, because if you read the end of Alito's opinion, it was basically almost foreshadowing, kind of freaky. He says, you know, regardless of what happens, our responsibility is to uphold the law. And even in the face of we know basically we'll have strong criticism, we still have to do the right thing. Um, and that's true. But this will be a watershed moment in America. Things are going to change big time. They probably already are. And it makes me nervous. Um but i do have hope i do because god is sovereign and god is bigger and god loves these children and god has a plan and at the same time i mean the spiritual warfare that's happening right now and and the the attacks that are going to come after these we just have to pray over these justices that they'll stay strong um the other issue that makes me really nervous about this is just the fact like whoever leaked this unprecedented and to me it's probably treason like it we are every branch of our government right now is in total meltdown mode mm-hmm. and almost to the point where our government is collapsed and that is a whole issue that i think needs to be addressed as well because this isn't this is with social media a leak like this is detrimental and unprecedented.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. In, in the Supreme court's entire history from our founding up until now, this has never happened before. Um, unless, you know, people tend to think, well, it's human nature, both sides do it. No, like, you know, you go back to, you know, a V V Hodges, you know, which legalized, uh, same sex marriage seven years ago. I mean, justices Scalia, Thomas Alito Roberts, who were all vehemently against this, They didn't leak it. They didn't, you know, they didn't try to pull this stuff. And I, and, and I think whoever leaked it, did it with the with the purpose of stirring up the political hornet's nest, of, of trying to stir up the people that would, you know, find the justices, harass them, threaten them, threaten their families in order to try to intimidate mm-hmm. them into changing votes. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless of what side you're on on the court, I mean, you know, I think all of the justices should agree and every reasonable American right. should agree that the court cannot function if you have people leaking stuff like that. Um, something else very disturbing that I learned last night, uh, my, my, wife is a huge daily wire fan. So, uh, she was reading an article and, and they had a former clerk from the U S Supreme court mm-hmm. on there saying, listen, I, I've worked on that court before. This leak could only have come from one of the justices themselves or one of their clerks. Wow. So th- this is somebody very close. It, it, if it was a justice, I, I would think Sotomayor would be the one that would do it because she is the most rabidly liberal out of mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. Uh, she is not very disciplined. Um, she, even the moderates and some of the other mild leftists have to tell her to rein it back in sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it was probably either her, or maybe one of you know their one, of, one of their clerks, and but in either case, it is very, very bad. Yeah.
3: So I think the the picture that I'm seeing out of this is remembering the original reason why we said, or why the the opinion was written, was because they couldn't see what was inside the womb. And so I think Mm -hmm. this will be a very amazing opportunity then to peel back the curtain, pull it back, and reveal that, of course, we know. We've always known. It's idiotic to say that we didn't know. And now we see. Now we're doing surgeries. Now we have technology that proves what we've always known. But then what you have is a deeper question of what is truth and making people Helping them see that they believed a massive lie Mm -hmm. and talking about what is truth with those people. Because ultimately, if you believe the lie and you can't bear to admit that you believe the lie, you're also admitting that you don't know what hope is. Mm -hmm. And so, for the believer, it is an opportunity then to share the gospel and to share the truth and to tell them there is hope, but yes, what you did was horrific. However, before the throne at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. But no. here's what we need to talk about in your belief that we could pretend that it, we didn't know what we were carrying and we couldn't see what was in there. Um, that's the thing that really um, has me thinking this morning um, about good. about truth and about conversations that we're going to need to have, hard conversations with people we love mm-hmm. that we're going to have to have mm-hmm. that believe the lie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, what are the, so kind of staying, um, on the, the, the path with the leak. Um, and that was really good, Amy Beth, as far as, I mean, cause that is, and, and that's why I think it's helpful. Not that I don't think that men can speak truth and that truth be truth because it's in the Bible and it not matter if it comes from a man or a woman, it is helpful, um, to, to hear that side of it, um, from you guys and, and, and to not lose the spirituality element of this whole thing. Um, we've been deceived as a nation. There's been judgment on our land because of the babies that we've been slaughtering. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a monumental, monumental moment, um, in our lives. And, and it is, it's two things. We, we don't need to get so caught up in the political victory, um, that we forget that there's shame and souls, um, that are going to be hurting. And then they need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and they need to understand that there's, there's hope and there's forgiveness. Um, but at the same time, we, the, the, so it's almost, it's like two paths. Mm -hmm. What we can't do is get mixed up on the political aspect and, and, and compromise on truth to minister, right? Mm -hmm. It's only the truth that allows us to minister. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out on the leak, uh, front, um, how long till cities start burning? How many death threats do you think are coming to the Supreme court?
2: That that is an excellent question. Uh, the short answer is I don't know, but I would imagine there are a ton of death threats that are already coming in. Um, wh- one thing that really uh, it concerns me, you know, I, I think I, I think the Supreme Court probably will and probably already has taken steps to ensure that the Supreme Court building itself actually has security. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Capitol Hill police are there, U.S. Marshals are there. Uh, I think, you know, if there are threats coming in, FBI should show up, and so that, you know, I, I would hope that they would have. Plenty of protection, but then again, we also saw on January 6th I was Just about to say, yeah. I'm like, yeah. hopefully they don't get those guards that move the barriers and yeah, let like, yeah, people come in. On in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. over Yeah, so so that that very well could be a problem. But you know, my, I really don't know what kind of security the justices have outside of the court. I mean, I don't think they have things like Secret Service protection like the president does, which is um, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. anybody Great. should. Yes, Great. right. Given how hard it is to appoint a Supreme Court justice and that they have life tenure. They darn well better have security, good security, all the yeah. time. Um, so I, I, I fear for them. You know, once they leave the Supreme Court building, mm-hmm. I fear for their families. I, I really hope that they've got um, adequate security right now. And Amy Beth and I were talking. You know, beforehand, I, I find myself thinking, look, if. You know, if their security is inadequate, I think there are millions of Americans that would volunteer to go to Washington to to guard these guys, probably uh, obviously mm-hmm. in an orderly fashion, following whatever orders the proper security people are putting in place. But, yes. you know, I, I know I, I for one am like, look, th- th- this. This opinion is everything I've been praying for. And so if you're going to threaten the lives of these justices or their families to try to get them to change their votes, frankly, I would be willing to give my life to stop something from happening to them so that they could vote the right way. I think a lot of people feel the same way.
0: Do you think, because this is what it boils down to. And so something I've been really in the, in, in the things our internal communications that I write every week and the things that I teach and preach, um, in our eighteen nineteen meetings is the idea of covenant and oath, um, I won't say oath-keeping cuz that has negative connotations in yeah. militia. <laughs> covenant Co- keeping, Co- that's what I'll go with. <laughs> Oath-breaking go. and covenant mm-hmm. keeping. And the idea that, you know, these justices were I mean, they are the judges, the supreme justices of the United States of America and they have sworn to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the fear of God is more powerful than the fear of man mm-hmm. and that yeah. if it does cost them their life that they that they understand that God has put them in that position, that they have made an oath to God and to the people that they're going to to uphold righteousness, mm. and that if that costs them their life, so be it. Yeah. Mm. Do you think there's that much courage on the Supreme Court?
2: I think a few of them definitely have it. I think Clarence Thomas has it. I think Sam Alito has it. I think Amy Coney Barrett probably has it. Um, I have my questions about what's kind of emerging as the more Moderate block of conservatives up there, and 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 before I say that, I I will say we have made progress on getting more solid conservative justices. Today's Mm -hmm. moderate block, which I'll call, um, you know, Kavanaugh, uh, uh, well, Barrett, um, at at times Gorsuch, depending Mm -hmm. on which case it is, and then Mm -hmm. finally Roberts. They they are more solid than the moderate justices I grew up with, like Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy. So I I don't I don't want to demonize them. I do want to put it in context, but um, I do have questions about. Um, things like Kavanaugh, we, we have seen him and, and Roberts, you know, flake from time to yeah. time. Although to Kavanaugh's credit, he had a baptism by fire in his Supreme court confirmation hearings, and he, he did not flinch. So good on him. You know, he had yeah. the courage to stand his ground to even love and pray for his enemies. You know, he was, he was doing that. That was good. Um, Gorsuch, you know, he, he a lot of the times he, he votes like Thomas and he has the same kind of firebrand, uh, bloodthirsty originalist, you know, personality mm-hmm. that, that Thomas has. Um, I do have questions, though, because, you, you know, we, we have to be careful with how, how deep we get into this. But before he was confirmed to the Supreme Court, he was going to a very, very liberal Episcopalian church in uh, Boulder, Colorado, where he <laughs> had been living. This is the kind of church that was all in favor of, you know, all the LGBT stuff. Um, I, I I think I remember wow. seeing them make one post about abortion. I think they were in favor of it. Uh, Gorsuch. Um, Uh, confirms in the book that he wrote a republic if you can keep it that when he was growing up his mother was a um a a a leading feminist lawyer at the time so with that kind of background i mean Mm -hmm. i think gorsuch has the right philosophy and a lot of times as conservatives we say we don't really care what your personal philosophy is but the question is will you uphold and apply the constitution as written um but as a practical matter i mean human beings are sinful and sometimes our personal worldviews can bleed over into how we see things so Gorsuch I, I I have some some questions about and we saw him um go the other way and write a very bad opinion in the Bostock case um, a couple years ago where mm. said you know sexual uh, orientation and gender identity are, are are protected by title VII, and they I'm sorry they're clearly not um <laughs> and then finally Roberts I mean mm-hmm. he is you know even though he is now the 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 swing vote on the court so to speak he, he's he's more solid than Anthony Kennedy was but you know he perpetually gets stuck in this tension between wanting to move the court to the right, but also protect the court's image. So I could see him maybe being one of the guys who flinches. So, so, you know, uh, Roberts, maybe Kavanaugh and maybe Gorsuch. Those are the guys that, you know, I wonder if, um, you know, they, they have really the spiritual grounding to be able to hold their ground, even if it costs them their life.
0: And on the, the majority opinion, did it say which votes were where?
2: No, um, the, the, the majority opinion didn't say it. There, there, it was just the majority opinion. There were, there was not a vote line. There was not, um, uh, a copy of any concurring or dissenting opinions, but whoever leaked it to Politico also told them, saying, "All right, the five uh, conservatives are on board, the three liberals are dissenting. Roberts hasn't made up his mind where he's voting yet." So, yeah. um, whoever the source was, that's, that's doesn't that be awesome if
0: wow. we got a six to three? Yeah. Can yeah, you imagine? I think we can get it. Yeah.
1: yeah. My prayer is that, and honestly, this morning when I was praying about it, is that this, you know, when you're being bullied and somebody's telling you and and antagonizing you and harassing you. Mm my prayer is that this fortifies them in some way to stand firm yep. to not, because if we start, you know, either we have a, the rule of law and we have law and order or we don't. And if you start giving in, it's like negotiating with people that are holding hostages, Agreed. you know, yeah. it's it, they're really being held hostage. And if they give in, this is just a tactic they always mm-hmm. use. So yeah.
2: mm. go ahead. Yeah. If I can just pick up a point on that from a legal perspective too, what what you said is absolutely spot on. and it, it, It's, it's, you know, um, when, when the Supreme Court affirmed Rose uh, core holding in Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1992, the chief reason for it was they said, well, listen, people are going to lose faith in the judiciary if we just kind of keep going back and forth. And they even said mm-hmm. in that opinion, we know popular sentiment towards abortion has changed. There are a lot more pro-lifers now, but we can't sway with popular opinion. If they wind up changing votes in oh. this case because of popular opinion, that's going to be like the sin of Casey times 10. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, if, if you're looking to, you know... A lot of people have thought that we have six justices on the court that believe Roe was wrongly decided. I think that's correct. If anyone's interested, I read a law review article for the Regent Law Review in oh. 2021 arguing that we have six votes to overrule Roe. And then all of a sudden, after that got published, the court took Dobbs and then they, you know, it looks like they're going for it. So I think even Roberts believes it was wrongly decided. But 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 the million dollar question has been not whether it's wrongly decided but under the doctrine of stare decisis do we overturn it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but you know right now i'll I'll tell you so so, so the chief fear has been for people maybe like roberts or kavanaugh that might vote with the liberals it's because well we might have got it wrong but come on we got to have a final answer at some point people are going to lose faith in us if we don't you know, stick to our guns. But here, now that the opinion has been leaked, if the court changes direction because of public pressure, nobody's ever going to believe that the court is going to stick to their guns. It will absolutely cause a a collapse of faith in the judiciary. Yeah.
0: And look at the, the, the public trust in every institution up to this point, right? And so CIA, FBI, even local mm-hmm. law enforcement with what happened with uh, COVID. And again, like I'm super thin blue line, pro law enforcement, all that. But I will say during COVID, when cops were going into businesses arresting people for keeping their Mm -hmm. businesses open um you know every institution uh i mean just every single institution that we put our trust in and we blindly trusted be it public education whatever and we're just watching them collapse and it does put you in this like you don't realize the human psyche that you have these pillars of these things that hold up your worldview and your realities and you don't realize that you're even trusting them for your orientation of how to interact with the world mm-hmm. until they start crumbling. And now all of a sudden you're like, is anything real?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: It's true. Um, scary. So the question then with the courts is if this is true and this follows through and Oh my word, it's overturned. What does that do to all of the talk with the liberals in court packing? And what, what does that, what does that mean?
2: That, that, that's an excellent question. So um, if anybody listening to the podcast isn't familiar with the uh, concept of court packing, the Constitution itself does not specify the number of justices on the Supreme Court. According to the Constitution, there does need to be one chief justice, but Congress can decide how many associate justices are there. So we've had nine justices since shortly after the Civil War. We've settled on that. Um, but during the New Deal era, when um, uh, FDR was engaging in a lot of unprecedented programs, the Supreme Court kept striking them down. And one thing he said was, "Okay, I'm looking at my options, and if I can push Congress into it, I can just expand the number of justices on the court from nine to like fifteen, and I can, you know, get you know six more justices that agree with me and vote with me all the time." Uh, that was highly controversial even then, and and you know, even the Democrat-controlled Congress said, "Well, we see where you're coming from, but my gosh, do we really want to go down this road? Because mm-hmm. if if we pack more justices on the court every time, you know." changes power in 50 years we're going to have 200 justices on the court Mm -hmm. it can't function like that um and and so the democrats have uh revived talks of trying to pack the court if they overrule Mm roe so that's the context for this um that my, my one comfort in, in thinking they're not going to be able to pull it off is the Democrats political capital is so low right now. Biden's disapproval rating mm-hmm. is, is very high. Congress's mm-hmm. disapproval rating is, is very high. And even a lot of Democrats like the new rabid left, mm-hmm. um, they are all for this, but even a lot of dem, uh, Democrats are looking at this, realizing what this could get us into in the long term. So I don't, none of the Republicans are going to vote for court packing. I think some of the Democrats will say no. So I, I don't think it, it, okay. it will happen right now. So
1: okay. pray for mansion and cinema. Yes. Amen yeah. to that. Right. Yes, girl. Mm.
0: Wow. Man. And I think one of the things that, and I don't know that it applies during court packing though, is that it's, it's funny because like the Republicans, you know, are the right, whatever, are the, are the ones that are, that always go for the, well, if we do that, we'll be setting a bad precedent. So mm. we can't do that. It's like, yeah, but the left is going to do it whether you do it or not. And mm. so maybe you get anyway. So you see those things all the time, but it's always, the people on the right, they're like, well, that could set a really bad precedent. It's like, yeah, but but we're in the position to do it now and it's about to be done to us. So do you go principal? Do you not? Anyway, and, and, but I think court packing is one of those ones where it makes me super happy that even people that are Democrats are like, yeah, that's, I could see how yeah, that could go poorly for the country. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we're going to hit a break and then we'll be back. Uh, we'll have everybody here in studio that's here. But we'll also be speaking with A.J. Hurley, who's the executive director of Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust. Um, And he has been, um, not I wouldn't say in the news, but he's definitely been in some uh, some podcasts and talking to Jeff Durbin and some of these other guys um, uh, about an interesting experience that he's had recently. But uh, I think he's up there in Washington, D.C. He was at the uh, Supreme Court until like two in the morning. So we'll get some boots on the ground feedback of what's going on at the Supreme Court. All right. So, all right. Well, we'll be back shortly. We are pulled in every direction, every direction except deeper, deeper down into our own soil. We must reconnect with who we are. We need new storytellers deeply connected to the truth of honest journalism, the goodness of Alabama culture, and the beauty of our potential. 1819 News is a new kind of media company. My name is Brian Dawson. I'm the founder, president, and CEO of 1819 News. We're going to be steadfast in making sure that the only thing you hear from us is the truth. So 1819 News is not a political organization. We're not Republican, we're not Democrat. We're not promoting and endorsing candidates. Uh, At the end of the day, the news is gonna be the news uh, and the values that we espouse are gonna be representative of this great state we inherently understand stories if you look in the bible jesus told parables to help people understand things alabama has incredible stories and we have incredible storytellers and so we want to provide a platform for our incredible storytellers to tell the stories of alabama that make it such a a true and beautiful place i think the biggest problem we have in alabama from a news and media perspective is the national focus i think Everyone is so focused on what's going on in Washington, D.C., and I don't think that we can have a huge influence on what's going on 800 miles away from here. But I do think we can make a difference on what's going on in Montgomery and things that are closer. We would like to pull people back into focusing on their own backyard, their cities, their counties, and their state. We'll be able to have manageable bite-sized steps that we can take to, to make real cultural change. You know, you have other outlets that don't seem to be asking tough questions. Uh, they're not doing the investigative journalism uh, and the, the beat reporting and digging and, and looking into uh, what's going on with our administration and the legislative sessions, and the government and the schools, all of these different things. And so ultimately, we, we're creating a media outlet and a news organization that serves the people of Alabama because we don't feel like there is one right now. We're gonna reach the average Alabamian by doing two things, we're gonna provide them truth. Everyone's starving for truth right now. It's hardworking Alabamians who get up every single day before the sun's up and they get in their truck and they drive to work and they work you know, hard and then they come home uh, and they're tired and they, they, they take care of their families. They are searching for truth. We want to create content that celebrates things, that um, focuses on the positive, um, whether that be um, people uh, that are doing good things that you didn't know about, whether that be about things that are going on in Alabama, whether it be sports, music. We really wanna focus on uh, things that make people feel good. What you're gonna get from us is honest news and the voice of Alabama values. Uh, At the end of the day, the news is gonna be the news. Uh, and the values that we espouse are going to be representative of this great state. 1819 News exists to provide the people of Alabama with the truth. We are the news storytellers, free to tell the truth, no matter the offense, no matter the consequences. We are 1819 News. We will rise to the moment, the moment of truth. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we got some boots on the ground in DC. Uh, we've got some live footage of what's going on at the Supreme Court right now. Uh, we got AJ Hurley, who is the executive director of Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust. AJ, what the heck is going on there? Can you give us an update?
4: A whole lot of pandemonium, my friend. I was, ironically, I was going to be here for a a different event uh, regarding justice for the five and the five babies that we found at an abortion clinic uh, a month ago. And I'm literally flying in for that. I will touch down, my phone blows up, and realize that the uh, Dobbs decision that was going to you know, overturn Roe v. Wade had just been uh, leaked by a whistleblower. Unprecedented in American politics. This has never happened in the court uh, in the history of. B, you know the US uh, uh, Supreme Court. So wow. amazing. It's it's been crazy. We were here uh, I was here at, up till like I, I think I left at two forty five AM this morning. Uh and this around all around me here there was about three thousand people sitting standing right here. Wow um with no intention no visible intention of slowing down at when I left at uh, 2 uh, 5 a.m so what would you say the
0: what would you say the split is on um, people who are there to support uh, pro-life versus people who are there for pro murder
4: no, uh, last night it was almost entirely pro aborts. But um, that's just because it was so last minute, and everybody in D.C. is a liberal. But um, today <laughs> yep. it's probably about everybody. Today is probably about seventy-five to twenty-five. I'd say. Um, you know, the uh, pro-life community is just trickling in, but it is pretty unbelievable. The uh, the amount, the energy around here right now is is pretty intense. Let me tell you. I just, real quick, I actually just called, uh, Elizabeth Warren came by, and I just had the privilege of telling her to repent of all of the years of bloodshed and her support um, of uh, murder in front of uh, about 3,000 people here, so I'm not very well liked right now, so (laughs) if I'm I'm moving around, it's because (laughs) I'm I'm fleeing persecution. (laughs) So what was
1: her response to
0: your shout out? Hopefully repentance. Well, well,
4: I wish it would be like I wish the Holy Spirit fell in there like a, the day of Pentecost, but I, I can't say that that was. Uh, she pretty much just ignored me, and everybody else told me the where where I could go. So yeah. it's not here.
0: Which is yeah, which is which is ironic in the scheme of things. Well, I want to ask you a, a question. I asked Matt, and so we have Matt Clark here, who's the uh, president of the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. He's been giving us expert kind of commentary on the legal aspects of everything um what do you think i i asked him obviously there's going to be death threats and everything else that was the purpose of the leak is so that they can get buildings burning and they can get death threats coming what do you what do you think about the six potential votes or what you know decisions do you think they have the courage to withstand the death threats to honor god and keep their covenant
4: uh Uh, No to that question, but yes to uh, the the question as to whether they're going to, uh, you know, retain their decision. I I, I think it's nothing but, um, uh, you know, their own, the integrity of the court, I I, I think, is is what's at stake right now. So if, if they were to flip after this, you know, so what's different? So we saw this, uh, a similar thing in uh, Planned Parenthood versus, versus Casey. We thought we had them in the bag. And then uh, one of the Supreme Court justices flipped. I don't think that's what's going to happen because of the fact that all 98 pages of the Dobbs decision has been released in pretty detailed uh, description as to what they think of the, you know, the general consensus of the court as to what they think about the uh, the history of Roe v. Wade and um, how it's just really been a, a horrible decision for the... It's, I, I, I was actually very impressed Alito's Alito's uh, description of, of what happened, I mean, this last 50 years. And so I, I think if they change their opinion now, it would yeah. look very, very bad for them. And it would kind of just prove that the, the court is a political, political machine and uh, it would be very bad for the integrity of the
1: court. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Okay. I agree. um, Do you guys got any questions for AJ before he has to go?
1: I want to know if there's any talk, because there's the the Roe v. Wade-Casey issue for sure. There's the issue of compromise. Is there talk about – I keep calling it treason. I don't know. To me, as – conservatives you know the rule of law and our institutions are to be upheld and to no matter what side you're on to be honest to have integrity I, I mean this to me is terrifying um and if that isn't prosecuted or handled then we just have anarchy um and so is there much talk about that today or is it mainly about the cases
4: nope yeah, there's not much talk about this um, this guy who treacherously leaked this uh, Supreme Court case. I think all the buzz right now is on the fact that uh, that uh, women and men here are going to have to be responsible for uh, the product of their sexual choices right, and they are losing their minds over that reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but to that to the the whole the whole question about this 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 guy who leaked this it's it's unbelievable and you know I'm red-handed in um, infanticide and partial birth mm-hmm. abortion and DC and the DOj is doing absolutely nothing about it so um, in terms of you know getting justice for our legal process and the rule of law and don't
0: oh, know that's we may have lost him. You'd think oh, there would no. be better cell service at the Supreme Court. I just, I yeah, feel we'll you know, guessing be good. there's so oh many goodness. people probably yeah. out
1: there. I really want to ask him about, um, about his discovery yeah, I too. and,
0: Maybe a lot of questions. Oh no! But actually, well, we're going to have good him on. on next week. Yes. So, so we have a go. long list
3: of questions.
0: Suspense building. That was actually a perfect suspense setup for <laughs> your guys. So not 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 tomorrow's you, podcast, but the the following week, Alabama Unfiltered is going to have AJ Hurley on for a full episode. Yes. And he's going to talk about um, the infanticide that that they busted. Essentially, a, a late term abortionist, the babies that they killed, their discovery of the corpses of the babies that were murdered. Um, and there's not too many people who've gotten to talk to him and we're going to have that exclusive on Alabama unfiltered. So, um, good stuff. Yeah. Big a day. privilege
3: to talk to him. Thank you for lining mm-hmm. that up.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going to be one for the books,
0: one for the ages. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what, what other thoughts do you guys have as we kind of come towards the end, uh, here of this epic, uh, once in a lifetime situation we're on with, um, you know, and also this epic podcast.
3: I think it's a great reason to be involved and know what's going on in culture and in life. Um, I think that it will fire a lot of people up because I think one of the things in the pro-life community, as an adopted person, I kind of have been in it since I was a little kid, um, is that when we got hope along the way, like you said earlier, you feel it crushed, and then you begin to believe, well, what, what are we doing? This isn't having any sort of effect And you're going on and on and on. And here we have hope and we have a real opportunity on our hands to, um, you know, redeem. I don't know if you can ever redeem the 63 million babies that were murdered in abortion. Um, But to see that something good could come out of all of the struggle is incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's very hopeful um, and motivating to stay on it because we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, still
0: national repentance and restoration.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, along those lines, you know, I have two adopted children as well. So this is very close for both of us. This is time for the people to engage. And so, Matt, Amen. what can the people of Alabama do to speak to our legislators to ensure that they don't back out and flake out like they do often? Um, and also, how does the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty, do you have any plans for this to um I don't even know what you can do in this case, but to speak.
2: The, 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 those are excellent questions. So fortunately, you know, the law that we passed um, in 2019 is is very good. I think it's probably the strongest uh, pro-life legislation for any state in the United States. Um, so let me think. Um, once that law goes into effect, there, there could be some issues. Number one, there is an exception for, I think, uh, the mental health of the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and I think... Yeah, mm. that right there is going to be the exception that all of the functioning abortion clinics in Alabama try to cram themselves That's right, into. Right. um we saw things like this with uh like the the, the infamous abortionist uh George tiller uh, mm. who unfortunately was you know assat- or, or was killed before he could be pro- brought the justice properly but uh I think the law at issue there said you can't do late-term abortions unless there's going to be substantial bodily harm and he would team up with another doctor and he and the two of them would sign off on substantial bodily harm for just like any reason so i fear that the abortion clinics in this state may try to do the same thing um so i would say the people number one ought to be um calling up the legislature and saying hey that was a great law that you passed we're really thankful for it but you need to tie off this one exception because that's, right, right. that's that's going to be bad um another thing that the uh the people can be doing i think both at the local level the people in in huntsville birmingham montgomery and um Mobile need to be calling up local law enforcement and saying, Okay, it's over now. Go in and shut these guys yeah. down. Need yeah. to put the pressure on, need to make them feel the heat. Um and then finally start at
0: Aaliyah or sheriffs or where should they go there? Yeah, good
2: I think uh it, it would probably start with the city police departments, but Aaliyah would also be a good place to go too because a lot of the times if local law enforcement does not do its job, then you know, Aaliyah is the one that you can fall back on. So I'd okay. say call up, you know, local police, Aaliyah. Uh and then finally for Alabama Center for Law and Liberty, um, if the police and law enforcement refuse to do their jobs, there is a, a certain kind of action that we can bring to compel the state to, to do its job. Um, the The Alabama Policy Institute actually brought a case like this back in 2015 during the marriage fights. Uh, we had a federal judge that uh, purportedly struck down Alabama's marriage law, but did it in such a bad way that it was, it was very easy to counter. And being represented by Liberty Council, the Alabama Policy Institute brought a, an action like this saying, Alabama Supreme Court we need you to order all the probate judges to enforce Alabama's marriage law as written and it was successful. So um if the local law enforcement or and state law enforcement don't do their jobs we could bring that kind of action saying okay. look th- this is not a matter of discretion the law is clear it's black and white do your job and if you don't you are going to be held in contempt mm-hmm. of court. Yeah. Um so
0: we can do that. That's good. And I do feel you know again there's that hope thing but um I think Steve Marshall about all the statewide offices that exist right now. I'm, I mean, anyway, I have more confidence in him than I do the rest of them. That's what I'll say. I agree being with you. Me too. And yeah, so, and, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, and it's a great time to have him uh, in the position that he's in. So that's good. Uh, on the note of hope, um, you know, one of the things that that I think that their goal to crush hopes, so specifically at the national level, and almost why, like, I, I wonder you know, what, what is people's, you know, there's, there's some judges that are worried about the, the integrity of the court and, and how that's going to look. But I think there's people that are pulling strings that don't want us to have hope. And if you guys remember, like, are you guys hunger games people? Yes. 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 I'm, I'm not. No? Okay. So basically is, is it snow? Is that the guy that, yes. so snow is essentially, you know, talking, uh, talking to the guy who's running the, the second hunger games and explaining to him like what hope does for tyrants, right? Mm-hmm. And in the moment they get a little bit of hope, you're going to have a, a rebellion bigger than anything you know what to do with. And for us, it wouldn't be rebellion. It would be restoring righteousness, right? Right. And so if they give us a glimmer of hope, and my, and, and, and my hope uh, is that this will be something that coalesces um, Christians and conservatives together uh, and gives us that hope so that we can really say, look, if we did that, there's nothing we can't do. Because just as we, the spirit that I started this thing in, like there is, there's a huge part of me that just feels like, you know, all we do is lose, you know. Um, and so that doesn't mean that we don't stop fighting. Uh, we created 1819 News as um, a way to fight. And what does that look like for us? It's Fighting is giving the people the information they need so that they can participate in their civic duties. Matt started Alabama Center for Law and Liberty um, to, to be a representative of, of the people, essentially, uh, in, in and in a legal way uh, to to push back against um, overreaching government and and egregious things that they do. And so we keep fighting. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I still, um, despite my uh, built up response of trying to crush hope in my soul, because I always feel silly when I get hope and it doesn't work out. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to remain hopeful on this one.
2: That's great. That's a, that's huge. I, I had a colleague back on the Alabama Supreme Court when I worked there as a clerk who, who said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a pessimist and it always works out for me because if things go badly, I was right. And if things go well, then I'm pleasantly surprised. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I think it's an attitude of a lot of people, but I, I do think it is important to, to have hope. Um, one last thought I wanted to add from a legal perspective in here. Um, you know, we filed uh, an, an amicus brief in the Dobbs case, uh, kind of outlining the argument that I made in the law review article that, that, that was trying to capture the entire conservative wing of the court from Clarence Thomas down to John Roberts. And, um, you know, the, the Alito's opinion looks a lot like what we outlined here. Now, now in fairness, we were not the only ones arguing it. A lot a lot of conservatives were. So I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not t- trying to take it was credit you, Matt. for this. Well, yeah, then. I'm not well, you. It's okay. I, I am not. It know, probably was. Not, well, it probably was. Well, I I, I certainly cannot take uh, credit for for that. But um, at, at the back of the brief, I, I argued saying, OK, today you need to overrule Roe. We would actually go one <laughs> step further and hold that the Constitution requires the opposite of Roe, where you have to protect life. We made the case for why that is. But then we said, OK, listen. If the court feels that it cannot go this far today, the one thing I'll ask you to do is when you write the opinion, please do not close the door on that argument being made in the future. I've shown here why there is a decent originalist case that the unborn are protected Mm -hmm. under the Equal Protection Clause. So however you do this, please do not say that the Constitution in its entirety is completely neutral on abortion because that will close the door in the future. And the way Alito wrote the opinion, he he did what we asked. He, he, he said, yeah, the due process clause does not protect the right to an abortion. And he's Mm. 100% right about that, but he didn't take the position that we've seen sometimes articulated from the conservatives saying the constitution is completely neutral on abortion. So there is potential in the future Mm. to come back and, and get unborn life completely protected Mm. in the United States. So I say, thank God for that. Mm. Um, it's still a chance.
1: Yeah. You know, that line that says life, Mm-hmm. liberty mm-hmm. Yep. a pursuit of happiness. I <laughs> mean, it's Hard to pretty do those things when you're dead. That's yep. right. Huh? <laughs> Who would have thought?
0: Crazy. Maybe mm-hmm. you got anything else?
3: No, I'm just, yes, you do. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, it's like, I can't help it. It's finally coming out. Yeah.
0: Good. So it's good stuff. Well, um, wrapping it up here. The biggest thing you guys can mm-hmm. do though, I believe right now is praying. I mean, at the end of the day, we make no bones about it. Um, we're, you know, uh, 18, 19 news, we're unapologetically Christians, but we're not a Christian media outlet. And so what that means is we're going to do media and compete with the best in the business. We're going to bring you excellent content. Um, and it just happens to be Christians that are, that are driving the ship. Mm-hmm. So, um, we don't want to get pigeonholed to Christian media and then all yours Christians talking to other Christians. Um, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about Alabama is it's like 86% of people claim to be some type of a Christian or another. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, Great state, but yeah, pray. That that's um, that's, right. that's what I would say is pray. If, if we all pray, um, everybody has different views, whether they're dispensational or covenantal lens, which they look through the Bible. But I believe very much. Is it Second Chronicles seven fourteen? That the verse it that says, people "Humble themselves and pray." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if we would humble ourselves and pray um, and seek God's face, uh, He will forgive our the sins of our land and, and and restore things. I'm butchering the 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 verse there, but. That's essentially it, and so we we do. We all need to to pray, um, pray that things go well, pray for the safety of these justices, pray that justice and righteousness would prevail, um, and that it would be a new day uh, in these United States, in this state of Amen. Alabama.
2: Agreed. Yeah, it, yeah and even from a dispensationalist position, I, I agree with you completely about you know Second yeah. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You know, even if God didn't directly make that promise to the United States, it reflects His character, it reflects exactly. how He operates. So there's no reason to think He'd do opposite and i agree acll likewise is a uh organization run by christians we we hold to a christian worldview not necessarily a christian organization the same way that you know yeah. it's but yeah i you know i will unapologetically call on people listening to to pray because right now if i were the devil i would be putting those five justices at the top of hell's hit list mm-hmm. so we need to pray hard mm-hmm. but greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world amen. so amen. Amen. amen
0: all right guys uh that'll wrap it up for today uh before we go though Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube and sign up. You
3: so made That me way nervous. you don't miss
0: any episode. I should Very I didn't it. know what he was about <laughs> to I'm say. I was like, or, yeah. like,
3: go tell it on the mountain. Like, what are you <laughs> going <laughs> to say?
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. No, but seriously, um, sign up. So that way you guys aren't missing any content. And until next time, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry.